Welcome back to Charles Ogan Experience. Welcome back Good to the Charles Ogan Experience. Different camera, different day. New, new me. The two will come back. We'll get, we'll get working eventually. Yeah. But not help. today. We need help. <laughs> <laughs> With the camera. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Okay. What's going on, man? Good week. Tell us about the week. Yeah, I just did a lot of wrestling still because my foot is still fucked. So yeah. haven't done any jujitsu. It's all been uh, classic Classic wrestling. wrestling. Fucking ragging on people's head. Yeah. Uh, Has a lot back. Yeah, it's, yeah. It definitely works it after a while, but I think it's because I'm rounding my shoulders too much and I'm letting people collar tie me so well. It's mostly just Sylvie that, that collar ties me. Too heavy on the front, pressure on the back. Yeah. If you just get collar tied too much, eventually, and I see, I see it when I'm doing it to other people as well, just collar tie clubbing them and eventually they just... They just crumble because their lower back hurts too much. <laughs> just yeah. I've been there though, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you laugh. I used to laugh at people who just went collar tie all the time in competition, but then you realise gets people tired. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, just double collar tie and just rag their head down. Of course, their lower back is going to be tired, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, they stand up and hopefully you can shoot. Tactics. I don't even do that. Nice. I don't even shoot. Oh, you don't do that. Nah, I, d I would shoot, but it would be a, a sloppy double with the with the idea of not actually dropping to my knee ever. You go for a transition. Yeah, I go for a double down. and get them to grab me so I can get an underhook and that sort of thing, not, rather than actually shoot and finish. Got it. Because yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. It hurts to drop your knees to the floor. So it's been a productive week, nonetheless. Yeah. It has been a productive week. <laughs> I'm fucking tired today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I forgot. I mean, being in Vegas isn't was basically resting most of the time and then coming back here not not really resting any days again yeah just like old times back to zero rest oh, fuck. vegas was like two three weeks ago now time is yeah. flying by. yeah time has flown but yeah basically no rest days still so yeah one day one day we'll sort that out why are you debate today you trained yesterday saturday uh, i cycled very fast and hard <laughs> which counts like yeah. a 20 minute cycle in a fucking line bike a shit line bike is hard and then oh, yeah teaching my class and all that and I sparred with yeah, yeah. one guy there at the class so nice kind of a rest day but not enough I had my first jiu-jitsu session back on Friday nice. after some injury off feeling good nice. you know made a difference doing all, like lots of cardio doing like five four to five cardios a week coming back to jiu-jitsu yeah. yeah especially because like I'm just like a spazzy purple bar, right? So like doing all that cardio <laughs> definitely just helps. Spaz harder. <laughs> and that helps. You come back for your first rusty. session, you're like, oh, my fitness feels absolutely fine. I just yeah. feel a bit rusty. Yeah, that's good then. But fitness is perfect. I find, well, every time I do gi and I haven't done it in a long time, my fingers just get fucked up. Yeah, fingers That last painful. set of knuckles. Oh, These guys. Spicy. Super painful. Absolutely wrecked. We got a lot of questions today. Right, let's. Shall we? Let's fucking, well, we're not going to read the ones on the left. Let's start, <laughs> start with the ones on the right. How to transition Gita Nogi. <laughs> so how to transition Gita Nogi. I think really you just have to do one or the other. Make sure that you... What if Nogi's too easy? That's it. That's then you can... That's, <laughs> That's it. Let's do both and win both, I guess. That's an inside joke. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, do... Uh, make sure you switch your grip sets. Properly, so I, like if you, you know, some things are going to be better to grab the gi when you're playing gi, and sometimes going to, I mean, obviously in no gi you can never grab the gi, so you've got to basically switch up your how you grip. That's the main thing. Yeah. I'd say with the legs, a lot of the time you're doing kind of the same thing because it's not like you can actually grab with your feet. So the legs is mostly the same, uh, unless you're doing like lapel guard and shit. Mm. Ooh, uh, yeah. So switch up your grips and. Hmm. I found that transition was tough, man, because I, well, 
I haven't even transitioned yeah. to nogi, but like we do so like when we train in here for nogi stuff, I feel like a lot of the stuff that we do still has like good crossover yeah. to the gi stuff. Except obviously when people like fucking just grab your trousers and holding your trousers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like you're just getting, getting well. used to the grips. Huh? Yeah, grip breaks. Like you yes. don't have to necessarily break a grip like that in in uh, nogi. You can normally just circle a wrist <clears> or something like that, or just. You know, shake your hand really hard and people people lose their grip. Yeah, but, exactly. Dude, it's not really the same. Or someone gets like worm guard or something on you, you're fucking yeah. you're stuck and you're gonna be heavy. I hate that shit. Yeah, what yeah. a waste of time. What a waste of your time. And yeah, collar grips as well. Collar grips are fucking annoying, people pulling on your collar. So yeah, if you're gonna transition from gi to no gi, get good at breaking grips. Get good at breaking grips. Well, I guess that's more if you're going nogi to gi. If you're going gi to nogi, you don't have to worry about breaking grips. Just no. just change how you grip. Also improve your leg locks and also improve your timing on, on or change your timing on moves because the timing in nogi is going to be different. Like you can get away with more movement in one go than you could in the gi where there's friction and shit. Yeah. So yeah. Give us an example. An example like like in gi, you don't see, really see rear naked chokes, but in nogi, you're never going to get hit, hit the collar chokes, obviously, but you can like slide your hand much quicker around someone's face. So sure. the timing is going to be different and when to like go and when to stop is going to be slightly different. Yeah. And yeah, leg locks, obviously you can do legs in the gi. Yeah. I mean, in no gi, so get on it. You're going to transition to the leg locks, get the instructionals, yeah. UK variant. UK variant. That's what you do. There it is. There we it actually is. had a complaint. Someone dished out on your... Um... On my instructional? No, no his, it's quite a funny complaint because obviously we put up the reel this week, which said, yeah. wow, about you breaking down how you watch instructionals. Yeah. One guy was like, when you buy the UK variant, then you realize there's no sparring at the end. Ha! <laughs> Fucking wasted your money. <laughs> <laughs> Do you nah, think on yeah. the next one, would you put some sparring in? Uh, maybe, yeah. It depends who they give me though. I don't want someone who's just going to smoke me. Yep. And then it's like... You know. You're getting smoked for... Yeah, what is that? You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. better bring someone shit for me if we're going to do that. You could even get some sparring locally to get someone to film it for you. Yeah, yeah. I could actually just like put in some, some of my competition clips, but I, I think BJ Fanatics have to own the clips for us to just put them in. So. You can't send them to them and give it some? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Just guessing okay. here because, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen them like put any comp clips up like that before. Let's see. Ask so, them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to get some sparring. It's a good point though. I don't do that. In my, I mean, I'll do it next time, but I feel like it was a bit, you know, I'm just going to demo all the moves today. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. I thought we were here for an actual spa, like an yeah, even, yeah. <laughs> even roll. Sparring next time. Clearly well, not. Gordon Wright, he'll put his clips in from... Yeah, but he's like... He owns the company, basically. Well, yeah, but also he'll, uh, you know, he'll spar with random people and he'll, he can basically guarantee that he's going to smoke them yeah. every time. Whereas what if they just give me some guy who's really fucking good? You'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so transitioning gear to no gear, get used to the grips, get good leg locks, watch the instructionals, do the homework, mental homework. Timing too. as well is different in gear to no gear. Yes. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, a main thing, just quit the gear. Just stop doing gear. What a waste of time. I would actually prefer to just do no gear only, to be honest. It's more fun. It's more fun, less laundry, fewer injuries maybe. Maybe. Fewer degenerative injuries, I reckon. Potentially. It's hard to say. Fewer yeah. mashed up fingers. Yeah. Lower back injuries, I reckon, are lower in nogi because there's no collar to yank on. Yeah. And then also, you don't have to deal with people That's gripping worst, as hard man. as they can. If you like, roll with like an older black belt and they're just really good at like placing their weight and they just pin you in north-south or side control and yeah. just holding onto your gear. Yeah, like, that as well. Fuck. But I mean, literally them just like, let's say a sleeve grip or a collar grip and they're just like holding Stuck. as hard as they can. It's like, well, okay, but you can do that for like three minutes and then you literally can't grab. <laughs> so 
And it's annoying because unless you spar with different people each time, each time you've got to go through three minutes of them gripping as hard as they can yeah, before yeah. they're broken down. And then you have like two minutes to actually Practice. spar with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Which is bullshit. So everyone just do no gain. Let's just yeah, just just quit the gear. You can all do it. Next question. Next technical revolution. Yeah, I think that was to do with the leg locks. And, or just in general, he said leg locks and, there were two questions actually, so we'll put them in one. One was leg locks wrestling, what's the next technical evolution? And the other one was like, what's the next technical evolution in leg locks? I'm thinking that it's already started and that it's like the Aoki lock. You know, people are gonna get fucking good at the Aoki lock. Shout out Shashinsky on that. But it works really well with heel hooks, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a key part. Also, Z lock is finally becoming popular. Getting two legs. Yeah, getting two legs and hip blocking, basically split, splitting brilliant. their legs apart. Great, yeah. Shout out Pato for that. <laughs> and uh, what else? I think guard will become more of just like wrestling up most of the time. You know, people will be learning from a white belt sort of thing to like just wrestle up from guard rather than actually play guard. Yeah, yeah. And that, that is a guess. But yeah, to be honest, I don't know. I can't give a good answer for that. I think leg lock wise be Aoki locks and then maybe Z locks and stuff like that. It depends on how the setups evolve for the Z lock because it's a good move. But then, and then yeah, from guard, I reckon it would just be standing up and wrestling and from top position, it's already happening. Basically how to hold people down whilst passing their guard at the same time. Pinning people. Yeah, pinning people. Tiring out J points, mount, key details on the mount. Yeah, key Smother passing, I mean, not smother passing, smother tapping. Yeah, smother tapping. Pinning the fuck out of people. <laughs> yeah, just, just exhausting people more like, more than straight away trying yeah. to force a sub, I guess, just trying to force exhaustion. Look at Gordon's like matches prior to ADCC, Pedro Mourinho's yeah. Mount Bullying, Jacob Couch, Mount Bullying, Jim Wagner, yeah. Mount Bullying. I honestly think he wasn't tired. Gordon, or I honestly think he, Gordon wasn't tired. Yeah. Like maybe for the Wagner match, there were points where he's breathing a bit heavy, but I, I never th thought like by the end of the 40 minutes, he couldn't have rolled for another 40 minutes. No. He was, yeah. He was That's what was fine. exciting about the original Pena match, because it's just when he start, he's starting to fucking get Pena tired. Yeah. It's it's good good video that when um, the breakdown was, was Gordon yeah. actually trying, and they came to the conclusion he, he wasn't actually trying. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. He wasn't trying 100%. He was trying like... 70, 80%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it's not like he had a time limit to win. You could say someone's trying 100% if they've got like one minute to go or two minutes to yeah, go and, sure. they, and they have to win like via points, then that's 100%. But if they're just, if it's just even, you're probably not going 100% because that's dumb. Yeah. Just waste energy. He's so fucking good, man. <laughs> just a little segment on sucking off Gordon every yeah, time yeah. we do it. When my missus edits, she's like, you guys and Gordon Ryan, she, she'll say something about this. Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> Shut up about Gordon Ryan. Gordon. Well, we tried to get him on the pod. He'll come on eventually. He yeah, will be on. We just need to keep asking. Mike won't. Just well, spam him. Well, this is a story. This could go viral. I, I, so when I saw him at Vegas, it was with Roger, and he was with like, a few of his crew. So I was talking to Roger, and I went like into their section, met Gordon. Hey, Gordon, mm. how are you? Smash Andre, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, so my friend Roger... Like, obviously, you know, Roger, would you be interested in doing a podcast? Me, you, Roger, Owen, O'Flanagan, who's doing competing at ECC. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, doing a podcast would be like, that sounds cool. And I knew he's like, he's going to be busy as fuck. I was like, what day was work for you? He's like, yeah, probably Monday. I was like, okay, well, why don't you give me a phone number uh, and we can sort it out? And then he gave me a, a phone number. 
<laughs> Eight digits. Sent a message. Yeah, sent a message. Didn't go through. Called it. Didn't work. I was like, okay. Ha, ah, maybe you misheard. Maybe. Maybe he's still waiting. He put it in. Some. <laughs> he put the number Maybe he can push it properly. Maybe. Some say know. he's still waiting for that phone call. He's still. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking constantly becoming. Poor wait. Gordon. Just, why didn't they want me? <laughs> <laughs> He'll get back on. All right. Next question. Easy one. Two chicken sized T Rex or one T Rex sized chicken? I would probably yeah. rather fight. A, <laughs> Is a, this for you to fight? Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I would probably rather fight a T-Rex sized T-Rex than a T-Rex sized chicken. So, obviously, I'd rather fight... A T-Rex sized chicken? No, two chicken sized T-Rex. Yeah, easy, you just kick them in the face. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What kind of a question is that? Realistically, I think I'd probably rather fight a T-Rex than a T-Rex sized chicken. Think about a chicken, they can... Fight with their head cut off. A chicken would fuck you up. And man. like the peck, when it's that big, would. It wouldn't kill you would instantly. Be devastating. It would actually kill you just instantly. Decapitate you. <laughs> yeah. Or just like cut you in half. That's a no brainer. Yeah, that's a no brainer. So obvious. God. All right. All right. So, well, let's go from one from the left. So, the, Christian, who wrote that down, that's not the actual question. How are some skinny fuckers with. Uh, I think the original question was, how are some skinny fuckers, how are some motherfuckers who are so skinny, so strong? So how, how do people who are smaller get really strong? Yeah, that's a good question. It is a good question. Because you, you, you don't need to be gigantic to be super strong. Mm. Being very big and having ve like very large muscles is, of course, a lot comes down to genetics, how many calories yeah. you eat and how you train. So with a lot of the research that's out there regarding muscle hypertrophy, and I put up a post about this this week, mm. you don't need to lift super heavy in order to get super strong. You can actually lift within like 30 to 100% of your one maximum uh, one RMs weights, which is obviously a huge variance in a rep scheme of like eight to 30 reps. Damn. With the right intensity, like going, to like going to failure within that rep range to get swole. If you finish a workout, you're feeling super pumped, eating the right amount of protein, eating the right amount of calories in order to gain muscle, you can do so. So that's how you get super strong. Now it's uh, super, super jacked. Now yeah. for the super strong part, you need to lift heavy shit. So at, like at minimum, you need to be at least calorie maintenance. Yeah. Mm. So eating at least. Otherwise uh, you get too big. And you won't be skinny anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you eat too much, you're just gonna fucking you're gonna get super jacked. Um, so eating at least of the calorie maintenance, obviously making sure that you're eating enough protein. But a lot of strength has it comes from like good lifting technique and also like training for years on end. So like mm -hmm. you can get like elite level powerlifters. Like that's why people in the Olympics who are like like some of the females who are like 54 kilos lifting triple body weight. Um, because you can eat at a certain cal like calorie maintenance, perfect technique. Also, you need to be like genetically gifted to get very strong, so have good fast twitch muscle fibers. Even if you are relatively slow twitch, with the right program and being consistent to the right program, and lift having all your lifts with good technique, you will get very strong. Nice. But yeah, so the so, mate, the, the, the mate, what are you going to say? I was just saying, so basically the difference is that you, you're in a cal calorie, the, the amount of calories and how you train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get fucking big and swole, just you need to eat in a, in a slight calorie surplus, which is like 
500 calories extra daily, that's a surplus. So to, in order to get like super jacked, you don't need to eat like an extra 1,000 to 2,000 calories per yeah. day. It just needs to be whatever your maintenance calories is, taking into account your activity level, the amount you exercise, yeah. all those different factors of, of which your calorie burning, intake, or your calorie burn is per day, eat 500 calories above that. Day yeah. to day, week to week, consistently, whilst lifting weights, whilst doing things that are gonna make you strong, you'll get swell. It's fucking simple. And then if you, to, to, in order to keep, stay, like, keep getting stronger and stronger, you need to refine your technique and also have a program that would dictate uh, you getting stronger. So like around like squats, deadlifts, bench, doing all the right exercises. And high weight and low rep. Yeah, high weight, low rep, because okay. that's how you get fucking strong. Yeah. So say like you do like five sets of fucking, five sets of fives, three sets of fives. Yeah, so. Just get ridiculous. Exactly, the, the, the stretch, when it comes to strength training, it's preferred to lift. Low repetitions, higher intensity, huh? Would you say it's more risky to strength train than to high high foot training? For sure. Train? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. it comes it, it, lifting really fucking heavy, lifting really heavy shit does it comes at a risk of injury. Yeah. For sure. Like if you're if you're squatting up to like 180, 200 kgs, like yeah. there is a big risk of injury there. Yeah. And it also depends relatively how fucking strong you are, but to a point like 200 kgs is 200 fucking kgs. Even if you're a late level powerlifter, that's still fucking heavy and that's still very taxing on your body. Yeah. One wrong move and you're... Yeah, one wrong base and you fuck yourself. Back in that's, not to say don't lift, that's not to say don't lift super heavy, but just be mindful of that. The fatigue, the systemic fatigue that that's gonna have on your nervous system and your muscles and what that looks like for the rest of your training week. Yeah. So for a jiu-jitsu athlete, like lifting fucking heavy weights and then having to go do like hard jiu-jitsu for the rest of the week, may not be conducive to mm, sticky your, one. your best the, results. The skinny, strong people are normally pretty old, aren't they? Because like, it, it takes time to build that, to build yeah. that fucking elite Anecdotally, strength. if someone's like 18 and they're skinny, they tend not to be really strong, but yeah. it could be they're like 45. Everyone says, oh, they're wiry. They're wiry, yeah, because they've been lifting their whole life, basically, and yeah. just not eating. And they're <laughs> just eating a calorie maintenance, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've just built up that, that strength that takes time to yeah. build. Would you say eating more calories would make you increase strength at a faster rate? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it'll help you increase muscle for sure. Strength, yeah. not, not necessarily. Like okay. eating at a calorie maintenance, you will get strong with yeah. the right program. Okay. Eating at a calorie surplus, it will be more conducive for a muscle building. So if you want to cut weight, you could cut the reps and just increase the weight and then cut the amount of food you eat as well. Exactly. Yeah. So Exactly, yeah. yeah. So if, you, if you're trying to lose weight, you're better off doing a, a higher rep program because to lift heavy things requires an, a lot a lot of energy from your muscles. A lower rep program. Yeah, a lower yeah. rep, like doing a, strength, a heavy strength program, it requires uh, a lot of energy from yeah. your muscles, your nervous system, coming okay, into that yeah. with, a ta with coming into that with, in a calorie deficit, you're already like, fuck, how am I gonna get this fucking two? You're tired, you're like, how the yeah. fuck am I gonna get this up? Whereas if, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're better off just doing higher rep, getting a really nice pump, Getting, feeling swole when you leave the session, that's more conducive to retaining muscle mass and still gaining some strength. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because you can still you're get strong. better off if you've eaten more, basically. Exactly, because you need to fucking get it, you need to fire up before you do heavy strength work. Weight categories. Yeah. Fucking weight categories. Actually, one other point I wanted to touch on this week was people asking questions about weight training before jiu-jitsu training. I put out a post or a story being like, you have to do jiu-jitsu training first. Which yeah. is like, it's. Tr I think I, I still think it's true. However, 
if your if your diary doesn't allow you to do jujitsu first, like let's say you do a weight session in the morning, jujitsu session in the evening, that is absolutely fine. Yeah. My reference is more so like very close timing together. So it's like if you were to do a heavy weight session, you can go immediately into a jujitsu session, you're gonna be compromised. Yeah. That's not ideal. You won't even know how you're compromised as well. Yeah, you'd just you be fucking feel tired. All right, and then suddenly, bah. Yeah, you're tired. Yeah. Your decision making goes down. It's it's not it's yeah. not the most it's not the best environment to do jujitsu in. However, if you if say if you do weightlifting in the AM jujitsu in the PM, that is absolutely fine because you've had time to recover from that session. You've got meals in. You're replenished. You yeah. should feel good, ready to go. I feel like the most risk when I don't actually like. Let's say I've cooled down from one session and I'm kind of you bit numb after the session. Yeah. Or you look, pretty pain-free and then you start sparring again then you start to notice everything that's actually hurt yeah Yeah, yeah, wrong yeah Yeah, that's when i'm most likely to get injured and yeah that's like thursday evening jiu-jitsu weights and then jiu-jitsu again yeah jiu-jitsu again and that last jiu-jitsu session is risky you're just fucking yeah everything i do stepping on glass yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the white belts are glass You gotta be careful in that class, man. Yeah, yeah. I just stop. I just stop sparring there. Like yeah. So just be, just keep that in mind. Like, if you like, spread the weight session and the jiu-jitsu session out. Make sure you have at least like I would say three to six hours between. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get, we, we get about two. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. We try. All um, right. Next question. How do you do social media and stay sane? How do I maintain my social media? I actually enjoy it. So, to some extent, actually, some of some of the things people message me are just an absolute waste of my time. To read. It's like reading someone else's diary, and I just like a, like a forty-five-year-old man's diary, and I just don't give a fuck. Sorry, but some of it is funny, and uh, the stories are funny. You know, send voice um, notes back. Huh? Send voice notes back. What me to them? Rather than having to type stuff, to send a voice note back. Yeah, I guess what, because then they've got to waste their time and listen to it. Well, it's just then you know accurately how much time you spent because you can just see how, how long the voice note is, and it's obviously going to take less time to re- to record a voice note than it is to type a message out. Yeah, yeah, fair. It depends how long the message is though. If I if I can't be fucked, it's going to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, da da da. Like, <laughs> basically. How do you just, stay sane? I have to, so what I have to do as well is not constantly maintain it. Like I won't always be on my phone now. I'll just, cause there's no point, like I can answer a message and then, okay, I've got zero messages and then two more people message me and I answer them, those two back and then three more people message me. So now I'll just let them build up and then at one point in the evening, I'll go, right, all right, I'm gonna spend 25, 30 minutes just answering all the messages. Nice. And then people message you back and I'm just like, fuck that. I'm just gonna wait a bit before I message them back again. Designated time yeah. periods. Also, I have to prioritize who, who I actually message back. Because a lot of them is, a lot of them is just chat, you know. Spam. And so, yeah, not spam, but basically not conducive to making me money or getting bad shit <laughs> too. So yeah, it's gonna go to the bottom of the pile. And then Shit post. <laughs> yeah, by then I'm normally just on like yeah, one yeah. or two word replies. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 just yeah, just be a cut to people if you must. Here's a good point actually, people won't know. Um, when you're competing, you don't use your phone. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, not really. You I'll just you don't look at your phone. I don't look at my phone on competitions. Once I've started sitting on the mat and warming up, I will stop using my phone entirely. Why do you like doing that? Because I just get too many messages about like people basically like distracting you and shit. You know, I just rather. Once you're on the mats to sit, you just stay in the zone for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the, the also all the congratulating in between matches is just not what you want to hear. Well, 
no, it's not what you want to hear if you want to, exactly, yeah, you get, you get, it gasses you up and then you, you feel like you're actually good for your next match and then no, you've got to just, you've got to just stay in your fearful state of, <laughs> I could lose. No, true, it gives you that, it gives you like almost a feeling of accomplishment where yeah, it's like, exactly, fuck, yeah. I still need to, I still need to compete. Not first day at ADC, she's like, fuck, I got, like reading all these messages and it feels nice, don't get me wrong, you get your endorphin hit, but ultimately everyone messaging you like isn't competing the next day. So it's not really helping all the like, <laughs> the accomplishment feeling, like it's not done yet. I haven't done anything. I remember, I remember. So we, we had after the first day of ACCC, we went back to the hotel. We had dinner. And yeah. See you later. Would you have, if you could do anything differently, would you have not looked at your phone between those two days? Uh, maybe. I probably, I probably would have just focused on trying to sleep better. Really, I had a terrible night's sleep there because the adrenaline, just yeah. more edibles. I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> I don't know how I could have possibly. I've gotten to sleep better, but... Well, maybe if you didn't look at your phone, you got all that, because you got big gassed out, man. You got, like, gained, like, 4,000 followers that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't what kept... It was literally... I, I fell asleep, but I kept waking up in the, in the night, like, okay. throughout the time. So that's the only thing that I could possibly blame other than just being shit. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, basically... If I, yeah, if, also, if I didn't look at my phone that day, maybe it would have helped. But it's more like in between the matches. I don't want to look at my phone. Yeah, uh, stay like, focused or, on the yeah, task exactly. at hand. Yeah, exactly. Just stay focused on the task at hand, not like chatting and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, like maybe it's a grappling industries or something and it's uh, the open division. I'll check my phone because it's funny, but yeah. if it's a serious competition, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. That's my tip. Listen to music? You don't listen to music? No, before? no. I don't like to do that either because I feel like mm. when I go to train, I don't listen to music, so why would I do anything different? Also, it's just way... It's, it's, Gonna gas you up. Yeah, it's gonna gas you up. It should be as casual as possible. Like you're warm, you know. You go, and you have to figure something. You have to solve the problems, and you have to be sharp and stuff. You don't want to yeah. be like, yeah, fuck you, yeah, 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 exactly. Let's go. Like we spoke about this last week. People yeah. being like too aggressive. It's like man, it's yeah. a jujitsu competition. Exactly. Like what is it? Smelling salt? Is it smelling salts that the people use before they lift? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's story. probably not gonna help with your jujitsu. Yeah, no, you just no. want to be a fucking robot. Yeah, like training. Yeah. Like a hard round of training when you go to the yeah. competition class, competition could be the same. It's the same yeah. thing. You have to be able to get in the zone like quickly enough. I don't, also, yeah, I don't expect to get in the zone in the first two minutes. No. Like every first two minutes of a match, you're really going to hit your like, like a really sweet move that was like, because you know, you need time to figure them out and you also need time to like zone in a bit onto the timing of the match. And then so later on in the match tends to be when you hit your nice moves, unless they're just completely switched off and you're switched on. In the, in the beginning, then you can catch them with some shit. Does happen. Do happen, it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> nice, that was All a good right. question. Good, yeah. That was a little combo. 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 What part of the UK best athletes. athletes? Well, I want to say the South, obviously. That was uh, a question about like, jiu-jitsu in general, right? The North has good athletes, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think, in terms of concentration, there's just a lot of people in London, and we've got Roger, bro. We've got Big go, Hodge. Goat greatest of all time. We've got the Goat, and North has like some all right. I mean, competitors right now who are good, but they don't have the Goat. No one has the Goat, so it's just Big irrelevant. If we're only talking about competitors, I think the North, yeah, but you can't just lump all the North against London. No. That's not fair. But you can compare London to each city. Okay, so do you think London's emerging for better athletes coming out? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, simply. It's going to get there. Obviously, numbers-wise. More yeah. people, more bodies to practice I mean, on. But then you think there's, like, for example, Ash Williams and that in Swansea, you know, they don't need a huge population to have a really good 
like set of training partners yeah. and uh, wherever Libsy's from, like Yorkshire or whatever. Hull. Hull, yeah, just, I don't know if Yorkshire's close to Hull. I imagine it is, but they got Lloyd Cooper, they got Owen Libsy, Ellis Younger. So I feel like every city will have some fucking good people around. Yeah, you just... Yeah, but obviously London has the most concentration of really good people. It should be up. Yeah. London should be up and coming. We should I do think. another North v South. That was good. We did a North v South tournament one time. Oh, did you? I fucking lost my rash guard to that. I just remembered. Anyway, did North v South. <laughs> that was such a good rash guard. Anyway, uh, North v South thing and we won. I'm pretty sure Freddie Vosgrone took out like three, three of the people from the North. So. <laughs> He's not even from England, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, he took them out. Shout out to Freddie. Yeah, shout like out to big, big Vosgrone. He definitely doesn't watch this. No, he definitely <laughs> doesn't watch this. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. Yeah. London's emerging. Yeah. It, it should be getting better and better. We it should, yeah, yeah. It's just numbers, sorry. Yeah. Big Rog, pending podcast. He's coming on. Don't worry. He will. Soon come. Soon come. Um, do you blokes ever get stoned? <laughs> I mean, Me, personally, I, I'm a Christian. I don't do any drugs. Tell the truth, man. <laughs> That's a lie. Tell the truth, man. I fucking... You got stoned before your weight session. Occasionally love it. No, I love it, yeah. I can't deny. Do you yeah. smoke quite a bit? Uh, yeah. Every day? Actually, so what I'll do is I'll go in phases of smoking every day and then I'll do phases of not smoking at all, depending yeah. if I have a competition coming up. Oh, okay. Also, <laughs> smoking every day is pretty bad regardless if you're whatever, like whatever you're doing, I feel like smoking is bad, you know. Vaping, whatever. <laughs> it's just bad. You, you're just fucking your lungs up. So I'll switch between smoking and edibles in the times that I am smoking and in other times where, no, where I'm not, then I'll just be clean. Sober. sober. Yeah, but Stone sober. Yeah, it just feels worse being sober. I feel like a square, like I've got nothing to live for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the end of a long day. You're not going to sit there and just have a food and go to bed like... Like why wouldn't you pathetic life why wouldn't you smoke at the end of the day I don't understand like you're allowed to enjoy your life yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it's but yeah if you're smoking every day also if you just if you end up like being some depressed fuck when you smoke then just stop or, or if you also I can function very well when I'm high like clearly most, <laughs> most people I'm functioning now most people are uh are like unable to function, like that's it. They can't leave the house, they curl up in a ball, they can watch Netflix and they can order takeaways but they can't even cook for themselves yeah yeah like, I'm good when I'm high I'll I'll, I'll do the dishwasher or something. I'll do the laundry and then I'll just... You can can't, talk, you can do I things. Can, I can do things, yeah. It's a skill you have to practice after a while. But don't get me wrong, there were times where I was paranoid as fuck and I was just... I'd be high and, and like, I would, I'd be like, do they know I'm high? I remember what, the first time I went to jiu-jitsu high, I was sparring with this guy, Raphael. I'm pretty sure he could tell I was high because I was like, the way I was sparring was super weird and he just burst out <laughs> laughing at one point. <laughs> maybe I was high, so I was compensating and trying extra hard and he noticed and like, it was, it was like me running around the outside of his legs and him just spinning, <laughs> like classic white, whatever, orange belt bullshit. And he just burst out laughing at me and believe me, I felt paranoid. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, surprise. Do you think it's like you built up a, such a big tolerance and now you're just so used to it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's also like actually, you got, you actually being stage. used to it. Even if I took time off and I had a tolerance break, so called, if I came back and I got ridiculously high and I wasn't. I, I hadn't tolerated it, I'd still be able to handle it better because I'm familiar with it. Exactly, being familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm familiar rather than tolerant. I don't smoke weed that often. I do enjoy the fuck out of it though. But yeah. I usually get like lost or I feel like, wow, I, we smoked quite a bit of weed in LA and I got lost in my hotel room. Um, 
<laughs> I got in locked, the hotel room? Yeah, yeah, I got locked out. I had to go downstairs to the reception. Oh, okay, yeah. And they started talking to me. I was like, oh. He's <laughs> 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 like, they're just like, yo, man, you're from Australia. Where are you from? I'm from Sydney. And I was like, Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Man, please, I'd lo I'm locked out. Can you let me back in? And he's just Delirium. Yeah. Just was, like, but then I went upstairs, watched UFC, and I watched Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold. And if you've yeah. seen that match, Luke Rockhold beats the shit out of him from Mount. And Does in he? my stone state, I'm like, stop the fight. It's over. If I'm in hotel rooms and I'm high as fuck in like a foreign country, especially, even if it's legal and I'm just high on my own, sometimes I'll feel paranoid if I'm in a hotel room. Yeah. Like, is one of the cleaners going to come and knock and like... Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, what, what do they want? Like, what's your, what's your problem? And yeah, you, yeah. You know. Yeah. So I guess I, I don't smoke that much. I do really enjoy it, but I just don't, I don't do it too often. Um, as we had. Fucking like, love it. Or I dislike it. it. It's one yeah. or the other. You love it. Okay. Love Australia it. trip. When are you gone? Oh. I'm gone in uh, three weeks. Back again. Really? Yep. Go see the boys. Go to a wedding in New Zealand. A couple more days and I'll just come back. I want to say you, you, you need to, we need to go, go for a trip. I would go, but I want to go for a long time and I, I want to ideally break it up the actual trip there into two parts I don't think I ever want to suffer like a 20 hour flight in my life uh, it's, it's, it's not great you it's, 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 it's very manageable you would be fine because you just take some edibles before you go that doesn't work ever I just end up high on the plane oh, okay. like awake and high Re regardless you could figure it out it's not that bad yeah it, but and, and like through the middle of the trip, you're like, this sucks ass. Like, I'm, I want to get off. But then, like, in hindsight, once you get to, once you get there and you're off the plane, you forget about the trip. Like, it wasn't that bad. It, yeah. it's, it, you're very quick to forget. Yeah, but I dread the trip the whole time I'm there and the whole time before arriving there, That's I fine. dread it. Just do let's, will... let's get you to Australia. Why don't we go next year? We'll, do, we'll go for Yeah, a we month. can go next year. Come on in. Make yeah. sure there's no snakes as well in case Marx comes. We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, yeah, so well, out let's, let's put a rough date in the diary. We'll, we'll go next year to go on. Next year? Shout me. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll Chain go out there with Lucky. Half Sydney, half Melbourne. Huge. Done. Let's do I that. can't wait. Apparently there's no mosquitoes as well. There's fucking heaps of mosquitoes. Oh, there are? Yeah, yeah. Oh. In summer. Not heaps, but there's a fair amount. Are there any wasps? Yeah. Right, well, I hate those. You'll be fine. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you'll be okay. Well, I won't get bitten. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever got the that first time. I, the first time I got bitten by a wasp was in uh, Thailand. No, yeah, not bitten by a wasp. I mean, bitten by a mosquito, stung by a wasp. You'll be fine. Still being pussy. All right. Next year we'll do a trip. If a wasp stings me, I'm leaving. We'll, we'll sort it out. We'll, we'll do a trip next year. Half half Sydney, Melbourne. All right, nice. We're done. Keen. Right. Smelliest grappler. Oh. Some stinky cunts in the open mat, no doubt. Yeah. Don't I don't know if I should just name and shame someone for being stinky openly. Do they know? No. Just leave that. There's some stinky. You know who you there. are. <laughs> <laughs> if you you probably don't. That's the worst bit though. If you it stink, should just be hygiene. So like I think people like some some people who fucking stink. It's the kit as well. It's just like just just yeah. retire the rash guard. Get a decent rash guard. You know who I feel for is people that cycle places because inevitably you cycle somewhere you're gonna stink by the end of the cycle. Yeah. Cycle sweat smells worse than normal sweat because it's stress of the road yeah, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. well as normal. Come prepared. Like fucking bring some deodorant. Spray so yourself funny. before you get on the fucking mats. 
Don't be, yeah. don't be that smelly cunt. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, if you know you stink before getting on the mats, just come. You've got to do something. One of my buddies, Ade, you motherfucker, he wears these like, <coughs> cheap post polyester like shirts to grapple in. Yeah. Because he's like, I like the, like, but it's like, bro, they stink. Like, wear like a cotton shirt at least, rather than some like, cheap polyester <laughs> shit. Because once it gets stain stink on, on it, stain it's, under it's, the armpit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the stink will stay. I fucking hate those. So actually. if you don't wear a rash guard, wear a cotton shirt. Not for some cheap polyester shirt. You Honestly, you won't be a smelly cunt. Close to heart. Other thing is, if your feet smell, definitely don't try and go go plata people. You know, if you stink, definitely just wait on the side. People to ask you to roll and or just sit out the whole time. Cause, just, be, just be hygienic. Yeah, because people will hate you otherwise. And they won't even tell you. They'll just hate you. They'll just hate you, yeah. yeah. People don't tell smelly people. They usually just let them go and then they avoid them. Yeah, even that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> or I'll just make faces the whole time whilst I'm rolling. Oh, or I'll look away whilst they're off. Oh, like I'm actually rolling with a dog shit. All right. Top five leg lockers, one yeah. to three. So, one, Gordon, because he leg locks people without trying. Two, uh, I want to say... So, yeah, it's kind of, it's hard to grade them against each other because, you know, they've all had good and bad performances. I'm going to say the person who's, like, best at actually finishing people with leg lockers. Let's say of all time, I'm gonna put Eddie Cummings in there because back in the day he used to smoke everyone with leg locks. Crush. Also, Gary Tonin used to be very, well, probably still is, but used to be very like good with flashy entries to leg locks and like creative entries and like finishing especially. Back in the day. Yeah, he's, I'm sure he still is, but he, he just had a had a brutal weight cut and then obviously did MMA and stuff like that. So the leg locks are less prominent. I feel like that fight after um, he fought that uh, heart, that Vietnamese guy. Tan Lee. That guy's a monster. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he, got, he savagely knocked out Gary Chan. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be savage. the same after that. No. I guess, yeah, if you get punched in the head that hard, that's uh, your life changed. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Gordon Ryan, Eddie Gordon, Cummings. Gary, uh, Gary Eddie Cummings. Dean Lister. <laughs> No. no, that's a strong. Res one. No disrespect, <laughs> but no. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Diego Pato and Craig Jones. Yeah. Or Johnny Ocasio and Craig Jones. Obviously, Craig has to be in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like, and in the fifth spot, I'll give to like a wild card. Like, yeah, Diego Pato, Johnny Ocasio, but they all came from Eddie Cummings anyway, so just call out Eddie Cummings. Uh, that's it, really. Those are the people that I'd say. That was more like six, but yeah. Unless I'm forgetting anyone. Sick. I think Pato's a really good one to watch these days. Why? Uh, and that guy, and uh, fuck, Keith. Uh, actually, Keith Krikorian and Keith. Fuck, lock and strangle guy. Can't believe I forgot Oh, your boy. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, guy. The corner corner, yeah, the guy. How dare corner, you? Yeah. Keith and... Kieran Kitcher. Kieran Kitcher. It's not even <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Shout out to Fucking hell. Yeah, he's good as well. So yeah, watch all of those people. Close rib guy. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't limit yourself to five people just because it's mostly people say top five. Yeah. Look at the top ten. Top ten. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, Keith Krikorian, Kieran Kitchuk. Oh, Jason Rao. Forgot about Jason Rao. Sorry, Jason. Jason. Yeah. Get some good brands on uh, him. Yeah, Boston. I still, I, I, I say I still, I use a lot of his stuff. So yeah, Jason Rao. And I trust him wholeheartedly with his uh, assessment of moves and stuff like that. So yeah, if you can get Jason Rao's Patreon, I think it's like 20 quid a month or something like that. Jump on that. I was paying for a, for a while. Wait, well, yeah. Didn't use it enough. Uh, I would One of the things you get in these things. Should have used it. Should have given you the things. Should have given me the things. Yeah, I already had another. Yeah. I mean, I had my own login. 
Yeah, ten years later. That's a lie. I had someone else's. Uh, okay. <laughs> Body lock defense. Body lock defense. So other than like sumigation, just butterfly sweeping people over the top. Going to like reverse Z guard or Z guard, if you will, and uh, like getting the lat grip on the top, and then you can look to heist and stand up. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good like way of basically body lock. If people drive into you. They're, they're actively trying to pass the guard, there's more chance of you either recovering like a closed guard or trying to make them disconnect their hands when you try and sweep them. Like you try yeah, and sweep yeah. them, they post and then you can kind of like and double frame. And those tight elbow grips and pulling. Yeah, yeah, so you could do the tight elbow grips pulling and try and make them post. And then once they post, they try and reconnect their hands. You can like double elbow posts on their, on their arm like this. Or if you can get your like shoulders under their shoulder, you can definitely switch them from a body lock to a head and arm sort of grip, which sometimes in the transition, you can escape it. Nice, you can get stuck in your knees back in. Yeah, so like, it's like if someone body locks you from in front or like, or if they're behind you, say, and you're wrestling, okay. if you want to kind of face them, you want to dip your shoulder like back under them so you can spin a bit more freely. It's like the connection of your back to their chest will stop you spinning. So if you can disconnect that. Maybe we do uh, some technique on this. Maybe next, next time we should do a body lock technique. That's yeah, a good that's one. A, we yeah. could ask what technique what people want to see next time. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually what we'll do. That's a great shot. All right, cool. What did we do today? What did you do today? The uh, we did the uh, anyway. drag from from half but, half yeah. butterfly. That'll be on YouTube. Tune in. You can tune into that. Tune in. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> do uh, here's a here's a question. Do gyms with soft mats have less injuries? Fewer, and no. I mean, no. you need some metrics to, to figure that out. I don't know. I'd say, yeah, because if the mat's too soft, you can almost also get injured, can't you? Ankle rolling. Yeah, and... like rolling. Yeah, just being less stable on the mat because it's too soft. Uh, but I guess if it's a hard floor, you can basically guarantee more like bursitis and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah impact injuries. I think the best is like pretty fresh tatami mats like yeah. proper Fu judo mats Fuji yeah. mats yeah one of those like if you get ones that are too old they start becoming fucking like hard from being actually like squashed together so many times yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the ones like anything that's like a tarpaulin I find shit right or, or, fucking bunches up gets like sticky and also, shit. also anything that's too soft if you post your elbow into it your elbow will sink in and all the pressure will go right to the tip of your elbow and you get bursitis yeah. So that's actually a good question. Yeah, that's the worst thing. When you post your elbow and you just sink in. It happens in bed as well. If you just change your position in bed and you just put your elbow down, you fucking right on the burster. You need, so, to, get, you need to get an elite mattress temper. Yeah. I'll do it when I buy my own house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying someone else a mattress. You can take it with you. It's more effort though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck that. That's bringing it around. Temper mattress. It's fucking good. What's it called? Temper. Temper, yeah. It's a T-E-M-P-E-R. Okay, yeah. It's fucking good, man. Sounds good. Memory foam, memory foam cushions as well. Yeah. Super king. It's called Temper Elite. And it is elite. 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 Elite sleeping. It is so good. I recommend you check them out. If you have the blackout blinds, though, plus that mattress, it might be harder to get up in the morning. No, it is. It is. It is. And plus the Temper Elite cushions. I mean pillows. Should we get paid for this? Are you guys are getting paid. Shout out Tempo. Thank you, but it's worth it. Alright. Here's a question. Have you shits in real life? Yeah. 
Yeah, not not that I needed to, but you're pretty chill. I can't imagine too many people. Sl- you got fucked up ears as well. Yeah, hassle you. Do you get hassled a lot? No, no one tries to hassle me ever. Uh, I don't really. Really, it would be if you're drunk, right, in the club, and like I don't really go to clubs that much anymore. I'm like 26. I feel a bit like a like a nonce going to the club at the moment. But back in uni, you're also in a relationship as well. I'm also in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, but even like we we could both go to the club together. It wouldn't make it like. Yeah, 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 dishonest, but it's just like I'm just I just can't be fucked going to the club. Like, I feel like in a well, it's my perspective. If like me and the missus, we go to a club together. So like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, like if I'm around. in a club to go like club is a single person thing to do. You're trying to go in there for, or to you just have to be things. really drunk. Yeah, yeah. like think about it. I've never enjoyed a club sober. No, you won't, because people are bumping into yeah. you as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You I want to be, be that. Faced. I don't want to be. I don't want to, be, yeah, you have to be fucked up. And then a club is a great place. Like, it's a perfect playground, but you have to be fucked. Like, don't pretend you can enjoy it sober. You're just ruining everyone else's good time. True. Because you're like that weird guy sober. Exactly. Why have you got 2020 memory? Why have you got 20? Everyone else is fucked up, and you're here just remembering things and noting them down. Just like, buddy. Join the crew, just get shit faced. Exactly. Just get shit faced like the rest of us. Nothing's that important. But have you used shit in real life? So, yeah, following on from that, yes, but didn't need to. Just like random people in club, like, oh, you want to follow each like, some, some Irish guy in, in uh, Cardiff oh, yeah. just walking around the smoking area and, and he said he was a bare knuckle gypsy boxing champion basically Tyson Fury so yeah <laughs> but I was super pissed so I just and so I just hugged him and then, and then we just I uh, just fell over and landed him out and then I slapped him like three or four times I was like do you want to carry on and he was like no and I was like alright cool and then we stood up and he wanted to go again and I was like well no <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's pretty that's it was nice. very tame, like, very tame. I, I haven't needed to like actually well one time I choked a guy out as well because he was getting angry with his friend. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, he, uh, he dropped like a fat sack of potatoes. He's got a rap video on YouTube as well. Nino Brown, if you can find him. Choked unconscious. Yeah, choked unconscious. And, uh, and he lifted his neck off as I rear naked choked him as well. I was like, you have no idea, do you, buddy? And, uh, well, that's the application of Jitsu. Folly, folly. And he went to sleep so fast, like, he wasn't ready for it. And he's like, super fat guy. So he just started falling back on me. And I was like, well, I'm no, not falling guy. over with him on me. The ground might be dirty. So I just sort of moved out the way and he just fell backwards. Yeah. And yeah, his head hit the floor. Ooh. Yeah, not badly, but you know, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Anyway, he he's asleep, he, he, he won't know. He needed to be restrained. Yeah. And then he started to like punch the air really wildly and was like swearing in his sleep. Pretty nuts seeing that. Oh. Just choke someone out and they're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Punch in the air, like in front of them. Really Turn fun. him off. Yeah, yeah. Switch him off. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was hilarious. Never, no, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't look at roadmen. You know, if I pass a roadman, it's like a brief look to know that it is a roadman, just to know not to continue looking in their direction. Fair. Yeah. Very smart thing. Street fighting is the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. It's so dumb. Unless you're a roadman. Unless you have a big Rambo knife, then. Different story. <laughs> Knock yourself out. That's a different story. Jits and that. Nah. Did you have, have you ever used jits in real life? No, I mean, I used to do a lot of Thai boxing. Okay, yes, it's easy. Um, easy to just punch people. Yeah, when I was a kid, we had some silly stuff, yeah. Some, some brawls, stupid stuff as kids. Ah, but. Yeah. Um, next question. Let's go. Clean, Clean versus dirty bulk for muscle okay. gain. Yeah, I kind of answered this earlier in the podcast, clean versus clean bulk versus dirty bulk. Look, the, in order to, to, to gain weight, you need to be in a calorie surplus. So if you're lifting weights and you're eating enough protein, 
which is two grams per kilogram of your body weight. You're gonna, you're gonna gain weight, but you need to be in a calorie surplus to do that. So dirty bulk would be classified as like eating fucking like lots of ice cream, pizzas, whatever, nutrient dense foods. There is a time and place for nutrient dense foods if you can't eat like, let's say like enough clean food. Actually, I, I wanna scrap all this clean and dirty talk. Like, Yo, uh, protein sources, lean protein sources, like rice, pastas, breads, all that kind of shit. What would be classified as dirty is like things that have uh, much higher, like calorie dense foods, like fucking, like, oh, like burgers or pizzas or fucking ice cream, all that kind of shit, yeah? Do you, I eat a lot of that. Yeah. Look, all you need to know is if you're trying to gain weight, figure out what your maintenance calories is and just eat 500 calories above that maintenance. Just do that. If you go way too over, say, let's say you're doing 1,000 to 1,500 calories, which is easy to do over your maintenance calories, if you keep doing that for an extended period of time, you'll gain weight very quickly and you'll most likely get fatter than you hoped, that, that, uh, than you want to be, yeah? yeah? Facts, then you'll be like, fuck. Then you'll look smaller because you'll be less defined. Exactly, you look small, you look like, you, you'll look worse because you're fatter. 500 calorie surplus, do that for a period of eight weeks with good, really good training, re like really high protein intake, you'll gradually put on weight and you'll gradually build muscle, yeah? And you can get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm heavy enough now and maybe now I want to cut down Again, so then you go through a period of a calorie deficit or maybe maintain where that's at. But if you go way too over in your calories in the surplus, you will gain more weight than you expected, thus getting fat. Would you say if you ate the same amount of calories but one was clean food, i.e. food that isn't processed or yeah. whatever, how is that going to benefit you more? You just look more look, healthy in general? Yeah, but look. You, you're going you're gonna to need to eat a certain amount of vegetables and a certain amount of fiber. Yeah. So if you're just eating like, let's call it all dirty food, you're probably going to feel pretty shit. Let's be yeah. honest. Like, cause it's going to be very oily. It's going to have a low amounts of fiber. It's probably going to yeah. block you up or give you fucking diarrhea insta inst like yeah. very quickly. And you'll feel like shit. Yeah. Whereas if you're eating good quality food with a, like a, a large amount of micronutrients with lots of fiber in it as well, you can add like ice cream and all that shit to it as, yeah. as you please. But make sure that you are eating enough like foods that contain like mic micronutrients and fiber as well as, as well as hitting your protein target and you'll be good. That's it. That's all. That's it. If you then also just figure out what foods make you feel good and what foods make you feel shit. Yeah. Some foods will make you feel shit. Need to figure out which ones. Don't eat those foods. Easy one. All right. Easy. Force reap. Ogon versus Craig Jones. Uh, well, I saw I saw Craig Jones put a video up correcting his force reap from uh, false his match with, with Mer Mer yeah, false reap accusations. But it's the DVD. But yeah, he put up a little YouTube video correcting his thing with Merigali, and he was basically doing it the same way as I was doing it, but. I don't know, like after I trained with Silvio, so he was going like some elbow to elbow grip and then that like forces the knee to stay bent, but it doesn't for like, I don't know, if you try it on Silvio, Jacob Couch tried it on Silvio, for example, and Silvio just straightened his leg anyway. So the point of the full sweep, right, you hook your leg through, you kick their weight onto their far leg. Yeah. So when you get a really deep grip on the leg you want to full sweep against, mm. it's hard for them to weight it and keep it straight. You know, yeah. it's easier for them to keep the legs straight if there's weight going through it. So you tip their weight off of it and then bend it. But 
Sylvia's showing his leg. But for Sylvia, he balances, he clears the inside foot very easily, and then he's able to straighten his leg, and you're left like floating off the floor, like hanging onto his leg for dear life, but you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Like, you've got nothing to pry his leg off with. So I'm thinking now that the way the lighter weights do it is actually better. Like they throw in a hook, then maybe they secure a grip once they've got the off balance and start to invert. And yeah. once they've inverted all the way through, then they'll clear the toes from behind their leg if they still need to. Right, right. This might just be... Like, if you, if you haven't done a false route before, that was just a waste of a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't done it, that might be some helpful info. Who would you recommend watching? Who's, got, who's a smaller guy that's got good false reaps? Yeah, uh, Kieran... Fuck. Uh, Kieran Kitchuk. <laughs> Diego Pato. Yeah. As probably one of the best. And Craig Jones. And yeah, I'll be doing another introduction with BJ Fanatics and I'll put my thoughts on it if you can wait for that. Nice. And I'll, I'll try and put some sparring in. Amazing. Yeah. Is that everything? That's everything. That's, That's uh, all the this, questions this is today. This probably one of our longest podcasts so far. Maybe this, actually. I think we did one for 53 minutes. Where, we're at, where it looks like we're at 50 minutes here. Nice. Which is a solid podcast. Yeah, smashed it. Right then. Any it's been kind of, a lazy Sunday. It hasn't been that lazy, but... It's been an event today. Yeah. Well, yeah. we started at 12. It's now four, quarter past four. Hit some PBs, though. PBs on the bench. Yeah. 480. It's quarter past four. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the absurd. art exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> So I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, just buy my instructional. I thank you, everyone who bought my instructional. I made much more money this month than last. Nice. And just keep it coming. Ways to support the podcast. Remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening oh, yeah. to this on Spotify, please rate the podcast, share with your friends. And if you like, share on Instagram and tag us. And a shout out to our sponsors, my sponsors. Yes. No Faf Marketing. Brain Clothing, Frank's Battle Soaps, Rolls and Rehab, Charles Allen Price. I'm cinematic here. This week, actually, we had a complete stranger come up to me in the gym and be like, look, my friend, my friend and I, we listened to your podcast. I was like, wow. That's so weird. So sick. So what a... Yeah, if you see us in the streets, shout out, shout out to us. Yeah, not me though. No. Don't fucking talk to me. Guys, thanks again for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Thanks for coming out. Thank you, brother. See you.